Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. Please join me open to the book of Ephesians chapter 4, that our uh, precious Reverend Brother Mott just read. And, uh, you know, we're probably thinking, why do we do pastor's appreciation? Why? But I believe this scripture is telling us why. And I'll just start from uh, verse 7. Okay. Well, I'm using the old and the new actual book Bible and an iPad. This is fantastic. All right. Verse 7 says, but to each one of us, or, you know, from verse 5, it says there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all in all. We're all one. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. That is, this is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives. Or as I love the way King James Version says, it says, he led captivity captive. I'm like, wow, okay. And gave gifts to his people. Then verse 9 says, what does he ascended mean? Except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than the heavens than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. A lot of times, I don't think we really appreciate what Jesus did. The first verse chronologically in the Bible, meaning if you go by time, is actually John 1.1, because it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay? Then the next verse would be Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created so at some point in time, okay, ah, time. At some point before time, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost had a meeting. And they decided, you know what? Tunde Odemi must exist. Jidelawari must exist. Diana Agu must exist. I'm just calling out names as I can remember them. But you get the picture. Everybody here must exist. Every single person in this room, God thought about you. Thought about your name. What you would look like. What your nose would be like. What your brain would be like. What your hairstyle would be like. Everything to the, to the, to the, to the T. Everything was planned out. Okay? And God's like, Yes. I want, I want her. I want him. Oh, yeah, in this one, I'm going to put this gift of, oh, I like the way, oh, yeah, I like the idea of the way she dances, the way he, you know, he's so great on that computer. 
So they were thinking through all of this. And I'm like, okay, but we just don't want robots. We want people with free will. Free will. They can choose. Okay. So in that conversation, obviously they knew. If you give them free will, <laughs> then they can choose to do something really stupid. Which, in essence, is what happened in the Garden of Eden. But they knew they were going to do that. So, in that meeting, the father looks at the son and says, would you build them out? The son looks at the father and said, is that what you want? Okay, I'll do it. But I'm going to need the Holy Ghost. We'll make it happen. So think about it. So he strips himself of everything that's God in him. I mean, this is God that fills the entire universe. And the Holy Ghost takes him. <laughs> and puts him into Mary's womb. That's what happened. Compression. Puts him in. And we know the story, grows up, at the age of 30, starts his ministry, at the age of 33, he goes to the cross. Now, I'm saying all this from verse, because I don't want you to, uh, when it says he descended, right? Verse 9, he ascended means what, except that he descended. So first descent was to earth, to be like you and I. God is being slapped by somebody he created. God is being spit on by somebody he created. God, some guy has the audacity to tell him, I'm asking you why they want to kill you and you're not talking. Don't you know I have the authority to kill you? So Jesus, who, I mean, Scripture says he's led like a sheep to the slaughter, did not say what? I have to now say, you know what? Hold on a second. Let me tell this guy who's got the real power. Just to tell you what he went through just for you and I. So that no sin, because the issue really, really is a relationship with God. The devil has no power except if there's no connection to God. So the problem was the sin. So Jesus went through all of that just for you and I. But the thing about Jesus is he did not stop there. Think about how much he loves us. So first and foremost, he descends to earth, okay? It doesn't stop there. He now goes to hell itself. So that you and I, as many as are born again, don't have to go there. Hell was made for the devil and his angels, right? But because of you and I, Jesus had to go there. Think about that. Think about it. Who are we? Really, really, really. Who are we? What is it about us that he likes? What is it? Are we not just flesh? We are alive for at most, what, a hundred years? And you go back down into the grave. The whole thing disappears. It becomes just skeleton. So why? 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 So he goes down there, and the scripture says, then he ascends. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
He rises again on the third day. Now he has the keys. He got the keys from the devil. Say, now all power and authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. But then he doesn't stop there. Scripture says in verse 10, or actually the verse 8, when he ascended on high, he took many captives, or he led captivity, captivity captive, that's the devil, and gave gifts to his people. So he knew he was going away, and now he says, you know what, I'm going to give gifts to these people to help them live the life they're going to live. We all know, most of us who are adults here, who have children, once you are pregnant, you start to make plans. Even before you get pregnant, start to make plans. Oh, I'm going to have to move. I'm going to create more room. Oh, you start uh, 529, some college plan. I mean, you start to... Most reasonable people do that. And my God is more than reasonable. Amen. So he's making provision for us. All right, so he gave up his divine privileges. He descended to the depths. He led captive captive. He gave gifts to his people. So what are these gifts that Jesus gave? First and foremost, the number one of them all, the Holy Spirit. I mean, the Holy Spirit, unfortunately, this is not my sermon for today. It's not the Holy Spirit. Because if I start, I mean, you would just, but please, I beg you. I can actually kneel down. Fine, you know what? Let me kneel down. I beg you, please get to know the Holy Spirit. He is available. That's the number one gift that Jesus has given. John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39. Jesus speaking says, All you that are thirsty, that are hungry, you are broke, life is not working for you, things are just generally bad. Jesus said, come. Anyone says, come unto me, for out of that person shall flow rivers of living water. Okay? That just sounds like, wait a minute, how can water be living? So, in that same, then they explain. This, he was spoke, speak, talking about the Holy Spirit, whom the believers were later to receive after Jesus as died and resurrected. Going back to the same scripture I'm talking about. So the only way the Holy Spirit was revealed was to be given was after Jesus ascended. So the number one gift was the Holy Spirit. To be like your personal Jesus. A lot of us say, somebody just said, oh, how we wish Jesus was here. Jesus is here. You are just not recognizing he's here. Just like the Jews in that time did not recognize who Jesus was. So Please, the Holy Ghost just, I mean, it will lead you, tell you what. Classic example, this morning, I'm coming to church. I just got this impression. Do the Google thing, meaning my maps to get to church. But why would I want to do that? I know the way to church already. So I just blew it off until I got to Garden State Parkway and there was traffic. Because if I had done the Google thing, I'll have, you know, oh, traffic, move. But that is the Holy Ghost. I mean, minutes, moment by moment. A lot of it I don't even catch until later. Oh, so that's why I'm supposed to check Google Maps. So you need the Holy Ghost. That's the number one gift. But today is Pastor Appreciation Sunday. So 
I'm going somewhere. I'm just trying to lay a foundation. All right. The Holy Ghost we don't see. God we don't see. So God is so good that he now goes a step further in the gifts he's given us. So apart from giving us the Holy Ghost, he gives us individual grace gifts. 4 verse 7 says, but each one of us grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. So we all get some of these things that make us unique. Some people can prophesy. Some people have visions. Some people can administrate. I mean, you just have these things that you just know you can do. That's the gift of God. But it doesn't stop there. He now gives what I call people gifts. Let's read verse 11 of Ephesians chapter 4. Of 10 verse 10, it says, He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. Verse 11, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. I heard the man of God explain it like this. This is what God has done. You can't really see the Holy Spirit, so he knows we are moved by it. So he provides people that live such a lifestyle. And the aim is God thinks so highly of you, he provides these people for you as a model, as so that, he, so let me, let, me, let, me throw out a, let me throw out a couple of names you may know. The general verse of this denomination, Pastor Adeboe, okay? That's a gift from God. Um, ben Hinn, Billy Graham, okay? Powerful men of God, okay? Pastor Jide. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen, amen. And I'm, I'm going somewhere with the story. They are there not as, oh, these are special people, only people God can use, the only people can hear from God. No. They are there because Jesus is trying to tell you, you can be that too. Their, their job is to pull you up to their level. That is what they are doing. That's why it says, to equip his people. Whose people now? Christ's people. For works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up. Until we all, say all, all, become what? Become mature and reach, yeah, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So everybody is supposed to get to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That's how far God has gone with these gifts. Amen. So I put it there, I said, you know, the, so this is what the people, Bible scholars call them the fivefold ministry gifts. All right. Um, I just remembered something now. And, you know, just to wake people up, let me just throw in something now. Fivefold. How many people know Albert Einstein? Most people know Albert Einstein, right? Okay. If you don't know Albert Einstein, it's an intelligent guy lived in. Uh, the 20th century. Um, so the story is that he was on a plane with a guy, an Indian guy. And um, he got bored. 
And I told the guy, you know what, let's just, you know, let's just, let's just play a game, just like this case we are playing again. And he said, you ask me a question. If I don't know, I'll give you $500. I'll ask you a question. If you don't know, I'll give you $5. Or you give me $5. I mean, he thought, you know, I'm intelligent, I'm famous, I have some money. So the guy said, okay, I'll go first, the Indian guy. So the young guy tells or asks Einstein, what goes up a mountain with two legs and comes back down with three legs? So Einstein's racking his brain, thinking, 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 thinking. After some time, he says, you know what, I don't know. Okay, take $500. So the guy says, your turn. So Einstein said, okay, but before I ask my own question, so what was the answer to that question? The guy smiled and gave him $5. All right, I just said I said that, you know, just not getting too boring. Thanks for laughing. Matthew chapter 16. This thing about people gifts, I used to always think, I just give us a background to this story because we always used to think. Um, Jesus was asking the disciples, who do people say I am? And you know, some of us say a prophet, is John the Baptist raised to dead? And Jesus said, but who do you say I am? And then Peter spoke up and said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus said something. He said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I'll tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. For a long time, people were like, it can't be Peter. It can't be Peter. It has to be the rock of the revelation. But truth be told, it actually was Peter. Jesus builds his church on people. He does. And I'll tell you why. The next, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 to 21 says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, meaning we are not, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. So the church, God, Jesus knew what he was saying. Later I told Peter, do you love me? If you do, feed my sheep. So when God was thinking of a place called Agapias of worship, way before, Pastor was just telling us that there's some, well, okay. You meet the guy in November who used, grew up in Roselle, and Pastor trying to describe where the church is. I was like, I don't remember a church being where you say you are now. So before time, before we existed, God already knew, okay, Tunadem is going to exist. That guy, if you don't put him in a church, it's going to go wild. So, we better make sure that in Roselle, there's a church, right? So, now he thinks, okay, hmm, we have to find somebody to build that church. We have to find a gift, and it has to be someone who he can relate to. See, I mean, look at how... We, we just think it just happened. 
So he starts pulling everybody together, doing his thing, because the church of God must be built. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. All that's happening. ISIS can come today, whatever they call themselves tomorrow, people can shoot and all that stuff, but God's work is still being systematically done. It's still being done. So, I submit to us that I hope I've been able to convince you by the Holy Ghost that this precious man and woman of God are people that God has chosen to build us up in this assembly. We have to recognize Pastor Gide and by extension Pastor Bimbala as Christ's gift to us in the Agape House of Worship. I mean, it's scripture. I'm not just saying that because I'm his friend or that. That is true. It is because if we don't recognize a gift, you will abuse it. And God is going to ask. Let me give us another. Jesus told, there's a parable, I'm sure we've heard about it. Parable of, um, I think it was Lazarus and the rich man. The guy was alive. Da, da, da. They went to heaven. Oh, uh, no. Lazarus went to heaven. The rich man went to hell. And when he was in hell, he looked up. I think God must have given a vision. He saw Abraham and Lazarus. And in the conversation, he was telling them that, you know, Abraham, okay, you're not going to give me water. I get that. It was so bad. He now became an evangelist. Can you please just send Lazarus to them on earth? You know, uh, that, oh, if somebody rises from dead, they will believe. What did Abraham say? He said they have Moses. That was the gift. If they don't believe Moses, even if somebody rises from the dead, they won't believe. So it's important that we recognize when God gives you a gift. A lot of times it comes in a package you may not know. I mean, it looks somehow. But recognize the timing Recognize the gifting. Amen. So I say all this to now, you know, to say, what is this building up of, the whole goal is that the church be built up. That's the whole goal. It's not about, oh, you know, pumping somebody up or somebody, you know, making somebody look good. No. The whole goal is that when Jesus comes, the bride is fully ready. That's the whole goal. So in this thing, what is pastor's role? Pastor, by the way, is uh, it's a term from a Greek word. It really, really means shepherd, shepherd of the sheep. I'm sure we all can. People have been in church and have seen that. Enough. So what is pastor's role? Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15. Let me try to open that. This is God's promise. It says, Then I will give you shepherds after my own heart, who will lead you with knowledge and understanding. So, First and foremost, in his role, is intimacy with God. Because he says, after my own heart. And as I'm saying this, I want you to think about it in your own heart. Do you think he is intimate with God? Is he, is he, is he meeting his role? That's, the, that's where it all starts from. Because without intimacy with God, it's all, it's all a show. It's all fake. So it starts from there. Number two, lead us with knowledge and understanding. I mean, by God's grace, I've had opportunity to interact with him a lot. 
the guy reads. I mean, you're like, did you read this? Oh, yeah, I read this some years ago. Did you? I, with knowledge and understanding. Not by just, oh, um, I don't want to say as the spirit leads. Because some people say that, but I really know what it means by as the spirit leads. But I hope you catch my drift. Some people just do stuff. Because, and they just hang it on the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost wasn't even there. I once heard the story of a guy, I think he's, um, I forgot his name now. He was preaching and preaching and preaching. And one of the great apostles of the faith, Smith Wilson, was sitting there. Almost just like where pastor is sitting now. So the guy was preaching, 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 preaching. And he was preaching, preaching, preaching. After a while, Smith Wilson just stood up. I mean, you know, tapped him on the shoulder. Dude, what are you just preaching? What are you just preaching? The Holy Ghost left <laughs> some minutes ago. Why are you still preaching? So some people just run. So, but what I'm trying to say is this. Lead us with knowledge and understanding. Number three, from Ephesians chapter four. Build us up and equip us to do Christ's work. Hebrews 13 verse 17. He is to watch over our souls as someone who must give an account to God. So when pastor is saying, oh, I didn't see you in church for the past two Sundays. Don't think, what is his business? Why is this man in mind? Why is this man worrying about me? Do you understand why he has to do that? Because he has to give an account. When he's saying you're coming late, there's a reason why. And of course, lead by example. First Peter chapter 5, verse 2 to 3 says, Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care. Watch over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be. Not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you. Okay, in the interest of time, what is our role? That is their role. What is our role? Our role is to recognize Pastor Gideon and Pastor Bimbala and the Ahau leadership team as Christ's people give to us. And thank God for them. Almost every morning, I just, sometimes I just think, I'm like, wow, how far I've come in my Christian life. If not for being in this ministry, I don't know where I would be today, seriously. And it affects everything. Your marriage, your finances, your career. It just seeps through everything. Because you are in a place, you are in a ministry that is actively pursuing God. Pastor Jude, Pastor Bimbala, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12 to 13. Can we read that? It says, now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who walk out among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. So our role is to honor them, which is part of why we put this together today. Hold them in very high regard. The message translation actually says we should overwhelm them with appreciation and love. Overwhelm. 
overwhelm, overwhelm them with appreciation and love. Hebrews 13 verse 7 talks about we should consider their way of life and imitate their faith. Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And I believe they are good examples, good role, good role models. So we should. We should consider their way of life, imitate their faith. We should also pray for them. Hmm. They need our prayers more than anything else. Please, please, please pray for them. The scripture that talks about strike the shepherd and scatter the sheep. They have to be prayed for. They, I mean, seriously, find a time, pray for them. Pray for them. At least, if not on a daily basis, at least on a weekly basis. Put them on one of the days. Pray for them. They need it. They need it. Lastly, or second to the last, submit to the authority. Let's read Hebrews 13, verse 17. Wow, it looks as if I'm keeping to time. Fantastic. Uh, this is what happens when I'm used to opening the Bible. Uh, okay, there we are. As in physical Bible. Okay, Hebrews 13 verse 17 says, Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Another translation says that they are accountable to God. They must give an account. It says, do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that will be of no benefit to you. Imagine if it had to be a burden on them. There are many pastors that have quit. The world is filled with pastors that, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not. It's just too much. Because people don't appreciate. They don't, they don't overwhelm me with love. When their marriage is in trouble, they will come. When their marriage is okay, you won't hear from them again. They're in last... Okay. <laughs> so, we should not make their job difficult for them. We should submit to their authority. Now, just a word or two about authority because I believe it was um, the general verse, Pastor Debe, who shared something about he had gone... He left for, I think he had left, he traveled somewhere. And the region where he was, I think it's some part of Nigeria, had no rain for a while. And they had me praying. The people he left behind had me praying and praying and praying. So he comes back home. And they're like, there's been no rain. He said, uh-huh. So, and he just prays a simple prayer. And as they are driving, <laughs> the rain that has been not for a while, it starts raining. So they're like, how come you didn't... And we couldn't do it. What happened? And I believe at that point, they got a word of knowledge. And they told them, when I wasn't around, how are you treating Mommy Jill? That's the wife. Were you respecting the authority? When she said, do this, did you do it or not? They said, uh, so authority is important. God puts that in there. First, I mean, the first commandment with a promise says what? Honor your father and mother. That what? The days may be long. So God honors authority. 
First Peter actually talks a lot about even if the authority is not that great, meaning they are not doing what you still honor that authority. But in Agape House of Worship, thank God we have good leaders. So finally, share with pastor in the matter of giving and receiving. I want us all to open to Philippians chapter 4, verse 15 to 19, because this is critical. Is everybody there? This is Paul speaking through the Holy Ghost. He says, um, Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. So Paul is saying, he was going around preaching the gospel, only one church responded by in the matter of giving and receiving. Verse 16, for even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Now, I was just telling them, it says, not that I desire your gifts. It says, I'm not preaching this message, and neither am I preaching this message, because I believe he has a need or anything like that. No. It says, why? But I desire, what I desire is that more be credited to your, to whose account? To your account. All through scripture, when you bless a man of God, you are blessing yourself. It says, I desire that more be credited to your account. And then it goes on to say all that. And then I just want to skip because of time. Verse 19. Oh, the scripture we like to quote all the time. And my God shall supply all my needs. The context is the man of God's God. I hope you get what I'm trying to say. So if you participate in the giving and receiving, I know we have issues with prosperity preaching. I'm, that's the one I'm talking about. I'm just going by scripture. Going by scripture. Giving and receiving. Once you do that, and his God will meet all your needs according to what? The riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, that lies the end of my message for today. I hope I've been able to tell you or convince you that Pastor Gideon and Pastor Bimbola are truly, truly, truly God's gift to us in this house. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, shall we rise? Let's just rise up. I just have just about it. Well, my time is almost actually gone. Let's just, let's just thank God and let's just pray for them. Let's just thank God and let's just pray for them. Let's just pray for them. Let's just pray for them. That as God has given them as gifts to us, that God will just sustain them to the very end. They will finish well. They will finish strong. That God will continue to increase them and increase them and increase them. Yes, a thousandfold in the name of Jesus.
Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for Pastor Judy and Pastor Bimbala. We give you praise for giving these ones to us. We ask, Lord, that you continue to watch over them, continue to bless them and prosper them. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen.